Welcome to episode 68 of JPAR's Success Superstars and my special guest today, Dustin Helms. Dustin, welcome. Thank you. You know, I was so excited to get you on the show today because you've had a phenomenal first year in real estate. Yeah, I guess so. I didn't even realize that, but um, I think that's what I've been told. <laughs> yeah, isn't that so cool that, that you, you kind of don't know what you don't know and you go out and crush it, which you've done. <laughs> 5.4 million and 17 transactions closed in the last 12 months. Yes, sir. And what did you do before real estate that helped you create this phenomenal success in your first year? Um, you know, I have a background in sales and um, one thing that I've always loved about sales is that you don't make the same as everybody else. You mm. get out of it what you put into it. And so um, it's just always just been my path. And so before this, I uh, owned a couple sm small businesses. Mm -hmm. um, my father still runs one of them. Um, and uh, so, but I wanted this opportunity. Real estate in Dallas has just gotten so hot. There's so much opportunity here right. um, that I just, I had to do it. And so I left that entire industry behind and jumped into this with both feet, with no plan B, only plan A, Got and um, was determined to find success at it. And so um, I just work really hard. I guess that's right. I guess that's really the trick to it is you just got to work hard, right? Work hard and build relationships. <laughs> it's kind of like Cortez. You burn the you burn the boats and you had no plan B. <laughs> right. Exactly. There was no looking back. No. Do, do you do you uh -huh. have any regrets? Uh. I have a couple of regrets. One is I wish I would have got into real estate much sooner. Um, so faster. My last career, I spent eight years um, doing that. And if I would have spent those eight years in real estate instead, who knows where I would be right now. Um, the other thing is I wish I would have gotten to JPAR faster. I started with another broker, um, spent about six months there, and I noticed a huge spike in my business almost immediately whenever I switched to uh, JPAR. And that has been one of the essential building blocks that I've needed to be able to take my career to the next level. Right. And um, without that, I, I, don't, I don't think I would have had those numbers. I really don't. Yeah. So, well, but, but those two things um, were things that I, that I, I did, that I'm glad I did. But I wish I would have done them sooner. Right. <laughs> well, congratulations on that success. And so let's unpack it a little bit. Let's go back and talk about uh, how you set yourself up for success. So, do you have uh, a particular marketing approach that you took? Uh, what what led uh, to, to to that uh, success? Um, you know, everybody finds success in this business all kinds of different mm -hmm. ways. Um, I mean, I've met people that that get their business through Instagram. I have no right. idea how they do that. Right. Um, for me, uh, I just, like I said earlier, I've always been a salesman. That's kind of always been my thing. Um, and selling a house is hard. It's a lot harder than people realize, Most I people think. don't realize how hard it is. Right. I mean, um, you can give a house away. Right. Anybody can do that. Right. But to actually sell a house and to be able to get the most money for it, yeah. um, takes a lot of creativity and it takes a lot of salesmanship and so I've really aligned myself with the selling side of okay. this industry more so than the, the buying side right. um, and <clears throat> so I uh, when I started you know just like probably like anybody I didn't know what to do where to go who to talk to right. um, 
I so, call it, you know, no budget, no leads, and no clue. <laughs> yeah, right? that's a great way to to put it. Yes, right. uh, but yeah, pretty much. I just exactly what you said. Didn't right. know really where to start, so I just picked up the phone and started calling for sale by owners. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something I did pretty much right out of the gate, and right. um, through a lot of rejection initially, I eventually started finding a little bit of success there, and. Um, for me, with my business, um, I I felt like that was the best direction for me to start. Right. And through that, you know, it's amazing because yeah. you meet somebody, and then next thing you know, you fall off into this opportunity and into that opportunity, and it just kind of starts opening up for you. Um, but you know, you got to pick up the phone, you got to call, yeah. you got to you got to get used to hearing no, you know, a lot. Um, and then you get that yes, and then you get an opportunity, and then when you just knock it out of the park, they just love you so much and appreciate you um, that next thing you know, they are referring you to other people, they're telling their friends and family about you. You know, I've got people that I would consider really great friends of mine that we started out in a real estate transaction together. They were selling their house themselves, haven't found success. I came in, sold it and still friends to this day. Not client friends, but actual friends. Friend friends. Yeah. Friend friends and clients. Yeah, I've built so many just great relationships in this business and met so many just wonderful, interesting people that um, want to help me because I help them. And I just, I love it. Isn't that funny, Dustin, how how when we share our goals, you know, I want to help 20 families buy, sell, or invest in real estate this year, whatever that goal is, when you share that with someone, how they want to help you achieve your goal. Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know, so you you mentioned so many things. So you've become, it, it sounds to me like an expert in selling a professional service, which is different than selling a product. Right. What we sell is a professional service. It sounds like you become an expert in that, but you've also become an expert in for sale by owners. Yes. And so is that... Uh, your primary niche, or are you you're, are you expanding into other lead sources? Uh, how are you, how are you expanding your lead sources? Um, for sale by owners right now is um, is a big thing for right. me. Um, a lot of expired listings, um, mm-hmm. challenging stuff. The bigger the challenge, right. the more I like it. So you like the challenge? I love the challenge. Right. That's what I live for. Um, you know, a lot of the times when you get a no. And then eventually that turns into a yes. Mm-hmm. It's just the most exciting feeling whenever yeah. you whenever you get that. And so um, I think that's part of it. But as far as expanding, um, yeah, we're starting a couple of new companies um, pretty soon to start doing uh, some investment stuff, some commercial stuff, okay. um, other different kinds of opportunities that we're going to start uh, breaking into here right. soon. So that's that's more wealth creation versus lead generation. You're you're expanding some some other opportunities within well your with business. with JPAR, um, you know we have a unique opportunity which I have tried to capitalize on, which is that when you get the listings, then you also get your Realtor.com leads. Right. And <laughs> I don't know any other broker that does that. I've never heard of it, but what a great opportunity! Okay. I mean, you could pay few hundred dollars for every Zillow lead that comes through and you get what you get Um, or if you can secure a listing then you have so many opportunities to capture other opportunities 
but also you have a great opportunity at taking that person that inquires through one of those realtor.com leads, selling them the listing that you have, and being able to save your client money, being able to provide for the, the buyer mm-hmm. an opportunity, the seller, um, and everybody wins. And I've actually done that. Right. And you're your client's hero. And without, um, without that opportunity, I don't feel like, uh, I feel like I would have to be doing something else right. with Legion. But the combination of having the listings and being able to uh-huh. use, you know, use those, um, I think that helps, right. definitely. So, well, I love that you talked about the triple win where everybody wins because that's, that's what we're all about. Absolutely. H- have you found that there are um, common trends that lead to the yes? Been for sale by owners and expires. Um, Is there anything common that that you're learning? As far as what would make them yeah. want to say yes? Yeah. What what what's the trigger point that that makes them ready to work with a sales professional like yourself? I think what people want to see that they don't see very often is compassion. Mm. Uh, for them to know that you really do care. You really care. It's not about like making a commission. It's about, like you said, providing a service that that helps them get where they want to be. That ultimately is going to save them money. Right. That should be primary goal number one. Either save them money, time, or reduce their stress. Absolutely Make it easy. One of those. It's one of those combinations. Right. And right. the second thing I think is you just got to hustle. If you don't hustle, then you're in the wrong business. Yeah. Hustle because mode on. yeah, because you've got to have that drive to wake up early, yeah. to stay up late, to come up with creative ways to be able to drive traffic, to be able to get right. activity. You know, it just is work. It's yeah. it's not. This is not an easy business, but it's great for people who want to work hard. And I think that whenever people meet me. I think that some of the things that I do um, show them that I have hustle, right? And they like that because there's just this connotation that there are lazy real estate agents out there that do nothing more than put a sign in the yard and throw a listing up on MLS, and right. they're like, I can do that myself, right? And for me, it's totally different. Right. Um, you know, it's trying to figure out what the best selling features are of the house what kind of drawbacks there are, what kind of challenges we're going to face, mm-hmm. you know? It's more than just getting a house or a contract. We still got to go through repair amendments and all kinds of other things before we even get to closing. So figuring out how to to get over those hurdles before you get there sets you up for a better route, route to right. success where your deal doesn't fall apart, right. you know, three quarters of the way through. Including handling all those emotions from both parties throughout the transaction, which in residential real estate can be pretty, absolutely, you know, it's just a critical skill. It's very emotional. Yeah. And you don't want to just have anybody, the first person that you come across, you know, to represent you in a transaction like that, where right. it's probably going to be the most expensive transaction maybe of yeah. your life, right? Yeah. You want somebody that is confident, that has a game plan, um, and has the hustle to be right. able to execute that game plan because people can talk about whatever they want, but 
it's the execution, I think, that matters and makes a difference. And so that's something that I think people see in me once they meet me. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's why they choose me ultimately over, I mean, when you're doing for sale by owner stuff and expires, I mean, you're in a, you're in a league with sometimes 20, 30, 40, 50 right. other agents. Yeah. You're, you're um, right. It's yes. tough. Now, have you always had a growth mindset? Yes. Always Just has naturally come to you that you're you're in a growth mindset mode. Absolutely. Yep. Do you continue though to develop that so you have even a stronger growth mindset, or is it just something that just is built the way you're built? I think it's just part of my personality. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually learned that recently. I'm I'm a D type personality, which okay. apparently represents maybe four or five percent of the population. Very driven, but very like matter of fact, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't, we don't need somebody to like give us a pat on the back or like, you know, tell us that we're doing well. We just, we just want to go out and do well because it's like in our nature. Um, and so (laughs) I, I didn't really realize that, but then when somebody told me that, then I, I, I feel like I align with that pretty well. I just, um, it's just part of who I am. I just always, not that I'm not. Uh, um, not that I'm not happy and and content with with right. where I'm at. It's just that you always in sales, especially you always want to be perfecting your craft and right. growing and doing better. Because if you're not growing, then you might be dying. And right. I'd rather be growing than dying. For sure. Have you taken your bank code yet? Yes, I have. Cool. So you're probably. I suspect you're an A N. I think yes. Yeah, you're, yeah. It's, it was that was a little while ago, but yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, if you haven't taken your bank code, go to jparkcode.com and crack your code. It's a cool way in 90 seconds or less that you can, uh, you know, basically learn how other people, you know, the the way other people are thinking and adapt your style. So, um, what's the future look like? Let's let's look out five years from now. Where, where do you want to be? Um, well, I. When I switched to JPAR in uh, about, I guess it was in January, um, I started a team, and our team is Precision Realty Group. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, I've got three agents working with me on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that our long-term goal is to expand that team a little bit more um, to be able to reach out a little bit further with what we have to offer our clients. Um, mm-hmm. I see that. Um I see maybe, I mean, ideally, I'd love to have a franchise okay. of JPAR someday. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I thought initially that I wanted to be a broker myself, and then I came over here, and I see all the things that I get that I would have to go find on my own, right. and it just isn't worth it. Right. It's so much better of an opportunity to... Um, you, have, you have your own business within a business. Right, and, and the reputation here is so great that... Um, I, I think that this is where I plan to stay, not only for five years, but far, far beyond that. Where, where do you primarily service at the moment? What's your primary uh, service area for, uh, for your uh, listings and sales? I guess generally you could say the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Um, I mean, I've got stuff that I've had all the way as far west as mineral wells okay. um got a lake house on granbury that just went under contract mm-hmm. um last week 
um, Far East as Caddo Mills. Um, so I'm kind of just like. So if they're for sale by owner expired, you're you're following them wherever they wherever they may be. Some a lot of times yeah. yes, but um, a lot of times it's the challenge. It's the right. stuff that it's the stuff that maybe other agents have listed before and couldn't sell it. Mm-hmm. So then that's how it becomes for sale by owner, and then they haven't been able to sell it. And there's some kind of thing that's keeping that house from selling. Right. And uh, those challenges I see as opportunities, mm-hmm. and that's part of uh, what I like is right. being able to take something like that, and then you put it under a contract in 60 days, and you just feel like you're on top of the world. I just right. did that. Um, we had a ranch out in Caddo Mills and uh, for sale for a long time, right. and then um, we came in, listed it, found the buyer ourselves, um, and closed it in like 62 days, right. start to finish. So stuff like that is stuff that um, I just I'm really proud to be able to talk about those things. Right. So, but so you succeed where others have failed. I have, yes. Yeah. And you find that challenge as as unique, and it, I can tell when you talk about it, it excites you that this is a challenge that I can help this, this is a problem that I can help this consumer solve for a profit. Right, absolutely. And, but uh, I would say that I've also had, you know, through all those triumphs, of course, being new in real estate, I've right. had a lot of failures too, you know, some things that I, that I, didn't know especially when I first started that I know now and so I think that that's an important thing if anybody's like a newer agent that that we're, we're listening today right um, I think that's really important is to just not get discouraged because it's easy to do when you get started you know I when I first started I I, I bought some Zillow leads you know right out of the gate that was a, a catastrophe right uh, huge waste of money for um, you it just wasn't your gig for others had for, some success with it for me it, for just, me it just didn't work no. and so I, that was a fail you right. know and I had some other things like that too right. but you know how you, did you recover from that and what did you learn from that um, I learned that I learned that I liked where I am now which is majority you know for sale by owners and expireds mm-hmm. um, I think what I like about it is number one, your lead cost is just nothing more than your time. Right. It's picking up the phone, dialing, asking for the business. Right. You know, it's 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 great. I felt like, especially for a newer agent, where you don't have you know a lot of deals already on the table, you don't have a lot of money coming in right, right out of the gate. So paying for leads was something that I didn't want right. to do after I had that first right. three months experience. And weren't equipped to convert or those sort of things. How did you determine, how did you di- differentiate yourself? Because there's you know, hundreds of agents you know, working for sale by owners and expires, but you figured out a way to differentiate yourself from the pack. Mm-hmm. H- how are you successfully doing that? Um, I think that there's, for one, uh, it's like a contact sport. They always used to tell me sales is a contact sport. The more right. people you contact, the more people, you know, right. more opportunities you're going to have. So, uh, you got to keep that in mind. You know, right. if you're what what is your close rate, right? right? 
Right. If you make a hundred calls, how many of those deals are you actually, how many listings right. are you going to get and how many deals are you actually going to close? And once you know that number, then you can, you can do the math and you right. can figure out how many calls a day that you need to make to be Got able it. to get to that number. So but you've reversed engineered the math to say, okay, here's the, to achieve my goal, here's what I need to do. Well, I think um, calling on the phone is one thing. Being there is something totally different. That's a differentiator. So one thing that I want to do is whenever I pick up the phone and I call somebody, I my goal is not to ask them for a listing. They've heard that from everybody in town. Right. My goal is I just want to get out there, see the place. I want to meet them. I want to shake their hand. I want to give them a business card. I want to show up like this, mm-hmm. dress like I'm ready for business. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I'm there, I still don't ask for the listing. I just want to be there to help. That's part of that compassion that mm-hmm. that I have for my clients that I think is an important thing for them to know about me that probably they don't really get that from a lot of other agents. And so, like if I'm there and I notice something, uh, you know, maybe the curb appeal or maybe it smells a little musty or, you know, inside, or maybe there's like a crack in, you know, a wall somewhere or, you know, something of that sort. Maybe they don't have their T-47. Maybe they don't even know what that is. Maybe they don't have their seller's disclosure, you know? So I give those things to those clients without them even asking me at all. To provide some value. Because it's give something, ask for something in return. Mm -hmm. If you just ask for something without giving something first, that's how you get a no. So for me, it's it's give them something, ask them for something back. And what I ask back is, you know, for an opportunity to be able to sit down and if I can show them a way where they can do no work, um, still get as much or more in their pocket than what they're doing right now and take the liability off of them completely, would that be something that they would be interested in? And a lot of times I get a yes. And then I get an opportunity at a listing appointment, which would be my second trip out. But I've already seen the house now, right. met the people. It's a warm introduction. It's not, you know, showing up from a phone call, right. you know, and that kind of thing. And, um, when I go on my listing appointments, I I usually I usually get the listing because um, of all the things that I've done right. before that. You know, I create the value you've provided. Yeah, <clears throat> yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's amazing. Well, <clears throat> as we wrap up, any last minute tips that you'd like to share with the audience? <laughs> um, well, the audience is real estate agents. I would say uh, just hustle. You got to work hard. You're going to get discouraged. Real estate is sales and just like any other kind of sales. Um, you know, you have your ups and you have your downs. If you have a down, you can't get down. You have to get up and you have to work harder to be able to climb back up that mountain again. And so I think it's like up here, um, the way you the way you prepare yourself for your, your day-to-day, mm-hmm. um, I think that that is the key really in this business is to have the mental fortitude to be able to do it and then to have the work ethic to execute it. I I still have a long way to go and I 
have a lot of mentors that I look up to that I am learning from. And that's like kind of the common denominator that I see in people that are Mm -hmm. successful in this industry is that they they work hard. And um, so I think that's I think that's a big key to it. Other than that, I think you got to kind of like find your lane and figure out what works for you. And then if you know you're best suited in one particular field then maybe you don't want to jump into something totally different. Maybe you want to stick with what's working, you know, and exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So So what I heard was mental toughness uh, is uh, staying in inspired action despite the circumstances going on around you. Yeah. Uh, And I was just reading on the way in actually about um, belief. What I can tell is you believe. Mm -hmm. You believe in yourself. You believe in the service that you provide and and you start from a belief that you can provide value for uh, for the homeowners. Absolutely. I think if you feel like um, you know, you're hoping that you can get a sign in the yard and a lockbox on the door and you don't believe that you're really gonna save that client money, they're not gonna believe it either. Because no. that comes that comes you can't hide that. No. <laughs> you know? And so you gotta you gotta be confident in what you do. For and sure. I think that that's um, I think that's another important key as well so well Dustin thank you so much for spending some time with us and sharing with the audience some amazing uh, tips and tricks and history of your first year in real estate and congratulations on your success thank you Mark it was an honor to be able to be on the show and we'll see you soon on another episode of success superstars